history of personal computing. Hiya, folks. Welcome back to the History of Personal Computing eBay Edition podcast. I'm David, and I'm joined by Jeff, as usual. This is the show where we take an informal look at personal computing history through the lens of eBay auctions. It's sort of like the Antiques Roadshow program, but all about antique personal computers. Hey, Jeff. What's new? Hey. <laughs> What's new with me? A lot's new with me, actually. Yeah? Well, I... I um I got my board for that MFM drive clone. Oh, okay. Um, I, it's a plain board. I gotta get the parts and put it in. Okay. Some of them I have and stuff. So I can't wait to get that running and see if I can't like stick it in the K Pro and have a um, solid state MFM hard drive. Right. Um, and see, my son passed his driver's test. He's now a licensed driver in the state of Pennsylvania. How old is he? He is 17. He, he okay. got his license a little late, but uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's in his last year of school, so he's going to you know, start looking for a regular job. And um, I told him you know, if he passes his test, and I might get him a car for his graduation. Everyone should look over their shoulders now when they're driving in your area. Yeah, just about. You know, he, he, is, he is a steady driver. I, I give Good. him that much. And he doesn't want a fancy car either. I give him more kudos on that. Um, but he took his test in my Ford Taurus, uh, which is a big car. Uh, huh. He was he passed the parallel parking part, and that's I don't different states have different roles, but uh, he he passed. So he's good to go. He's got his license for life, unless he you know, does something stupid. Uh, may I give him some advice along with our any of our listeners that it, who it may apply? This is what I've I've told my kids. Okay. And and it's funny because this is what I told them when they when they first started riding bicycles too around the neighborhood. Same advice basically, is that assume everyone is trying to hit you. Yes. <laughs> yep. And oh, and, he, and behave he accordingly. Limit. He holds it at the speed limit. Uh, well, I mean, but it's it's also more about watching out for other people. This is that's true. Yeah, because you could be yeah, the greatest so driver in the world, and other people they're going to come around the corner and not. You know, yep. take the turn tight enough or something that like that. That term defensive driving, you have to really take it to heart. Yeah, I give it that much. He's he's pretty cool in that on uh, being careful. Uh he doesn't even want to use a cruise control for fear he'll he'll be out of control of the vehicle. Well, and I was t- we were talking a little bit before the show, so I'm only I'm only hint at what's new with me, but it's some very exciting news, which I'm not at liberty to talk publicly about yet, but it has a little something to do with the Vintage Computer Festival Southeast, which is coming up in just a little barely over two weeks. So that's exciting. Oh, that's soon already. Wow. But but perhaps by next show, I can release some other information, some exciting things going on in my life. And the next show. We'll release the next show, the next show, too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Is it The next show is just before the, before the VCFSE, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Oh, wait, I have it in the show notes. When is it? It's. Oh, yeah. So Friday, April 1st is when the next show will release. That's, that's just before Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, so that's great. So we'll do our show just before the, the festival close. here. And then you'll, you'll go to the, your festival two weeks later. Oh, yeah. That's so right. we'll do the next show, which that'll yeah. work out still, right? Well, it, it, yeah, Thursday, you know, I'll probably have to record that from the uh, hotel. Okay, or we could do it a day earlier or a day later okay. or whatever. Well, I don't know, or do you want to do it after the show? 
You know, that, nah. that might actually be a good idea, too. That way I have some idea. Maybe we can do it for the next two shows. Just do it after the weekend. Yeah, actually, maybe uh, you're right. But then we make we everybody wait. Fresh information to pass through. But we, yeah, we can make up for it by tweeting and all, and Facebook and some oh, of that yeah. stuff. And then and then we can get together after the VCF SE and then after the VCF East. So we'll we'll think a little bit more on that. But maybe that's the the plan then. You think? I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah, that make kind of makes sense because then it's really fresh to talk about. Yeah, we have be an exclusive first almost instead of waiting almost two weeks for the previous shows. Yeah, uh, information. Okay, then I guess that's what we'll do then, huh? I mean, and we'll talk about it here on air. But do you think? I mean, for me, it's probably cool. Do you think like the the actual Sunday evening right afterward, or you'll be traveling from yours? Uh, well, let's put it for me, way. it'd be okay. But for for the show I'm going to, I'm actually going to be away for till like Tuesday. I'm actually going from New Jersey back to another. Than driving to a part of Pennsylvania for work, oh. but I will be available Sunday evening. All right, so tentatively we'll do it. You know, I just I have to go through a hotel Wi-Fi, or I might be recording it off of my phone, and I've done that before. Yeah. All right, so we'll work on that. The details, everyone. But so maybe the Sunday or latest, maybe Monday after each show, that'll be good. Okay. Well, well so some of the, so a couple of news items. What do you got? Yes, the first one uh, I had just saw this before. We started the show, so I didn't even read it, but it, it looked okay. It says seven microprocessors that powered the PC revolution. It's one of those by friend uh, of show Ben Edwards. Piece, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he he writes good stuff. I didn't even see who wrote it. I mm-hmm. actually just saw the thing. I thought, okay, so if it's Ben Edwards, I know it's going to be a good read. Um, he just, um, oh, I didn't even click through it. Let's take a look. Uh, it's a slideshow. He's he's showing um, you know the Intel eighty eighty. Uh-huh. That was you know, with a ceramic. He has a picture of the ceramic one, too. So that's for the Altair. And then, yep. of course, MSI and a lot of the other ones. The 68,000, uh, the 6502, that was you know, very popular. No, so, no, this is the 6800 for the... No, I, I'm, I'm already oh, okay. I'm way ahead of you. For the yeah. Switz 6800. <laughs> okay, then the right 6502, which he's got with an Apple II. Ooh, yes, Commodore... No, Commodore. Down below. He shows all the uh, systems that... Oh, no, wait a minute. Commodore right, lovers right. will be angry. Apple II. I wonder why you didn't put multiple pictures. Well, this looks like it's it's just you know the the it's just a slideshow. That would actually make a nice poster. Now I think about it, someone put together sort of like a poster show, just sort of like this slideshow with a processor, then have some pictures of you know some of the most uh, influential computers around that processor. Absolutely. Hint, hint. Uh, anybody? Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if Ben just listening. Uh, one one thing I thought was interesting, and I, I'm surprised that it's here, is the TMS uh, 9900, the one in the uh, oh yeah 99. That's unusual to see that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever uh, seen that uh, chip that looks like that processor. Because if I recall, it was one of the first uh, 16-bit yep. uh, processors that were you yep. know on the market. And let's see. Then it's course, a nice looking the, package. <laughs> it is that ceramic package. And then of course the uh, Intel eighty the eighty eighty eight. Yep. And then finally the Motorola sixty eight thousand. I didn't know that came out in seventy nine. Boy, that's mm-hmm. that stagnant for a while. Well, and you know, and again, the picture of the Mac, which is obviously the the probably the single biggest user of it. Of course, the Amiga used it, and then and but pre both of those was the Lisa used it. Oh, that's why. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, again, be neat to have You're a... the least expert, so uh, <laughs> you, you would know that before I would. I just didn't realize that processor came out in 79. Yeah. That's, that's a, that was a long-running 16-bit processor. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the 68,000 was 32-bit internal. And then you know this will look good on? A 16. mug. I wonder if I can put these pictures on a mug. Do it. And then we'll sell it. Yeah. Make millions off of somebody else's I get all the profit. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody check that out. It, it, it's, it's light, but it's, it's neat. It's a very concise slideshow of information. Well, so for my little news item, I just want to mention that um, – so I've had a busy week, and um, my apologies to Oscar – let's see if I can say his name right. I said it right on our interview, Vermeulen, and we did an interview with Oscar. Um, when did we do Very that? Interesting did we do that thing. Sunday, I think? Yeah. And so, so I apologize, Oscar, and everybody else didn't even know about it yet, but we did a really nice interview with Oscar, and that should be coming out uh, just a day or after two after this, this comes out. On Friday, so um, Oscar is a developer of a very nice reproduction PDP eight I, and it's called the Pi DP eight I, right? Yes, uh, yeah. And it's a modern I mean, replica, and uh, so we had a really great uh, interview. With, so I think the final the show that show will be like thirty, it's at least thirty minutes or so. Yeah, and and some information about how that developed and what you can actually do with it if you had your own. Some things like some uh, like periphery uses that uh, I, I found you know pretty interesting um, but that that'll be in that episode when we release that out of band yeah so um, you know producing this show is pretty easy editing is pretty quick so as soon as I get this show done I'm gonna jump finally jump on that and get it done and it was a genuine pleasure to talk to he, mm-hmm. he, he knows his stuff and uh, and it was just a lot of good information yeah, and he's got a lot of other exciting projects in store, too. And most of his stuff, he, he releases open source. Mm-hmm. He's a true he hacker. He is That's an old-fashioned good sense uh, use of the word. All right, so look out for that, right? After this show, it'll be released in its own, um, I don't know, do you call it uh, in, in the feed, you know? So anyway, in its yeah. own show, I guess, its own episode. It'll be in the channel, out of band. <laughs> So, on today's show, we begin our official look at the beginning of the second tier of personal computing, portable computers. And we're kicking it off by covering the first portables, the Luggables. And we're going to be covering both the Osborne One and then the Atrona Attaché, which, um, Jeff, like, I don't I think you had heard of that one before, right? Nope. And perhaps a lot of other listeners have never heard of that one. It's definitely... Line. I got 50 of them in my basement. <laughs> It, so it's no. definitely a – but you know what? If, as you saw perhaps on eBay, it's really fairly common. There, there, were you surprised to see so many on eBay? I, I actually was. I, I just It's like, why didn't I see these before? You know, you go on eBay and then you might look at a system and then they have these suggested ones down below. And, and no way has, has any of those ever like popped up into view for me. I don't think I've ever seen one in person or stumbled on one. I've never had one in all these years. It so looks I, neat. I've kind of had one of almost everything over the years. But yeah. And uh, it's a it's a nice design, and um, there's a little bit of a range of uh, we, we'll talk about that later of pricing. I know, I think, I believe I chose one where someone picked up one pretty cheap, and in my area too. That's the best way to pick them but, up. But um, yeah, I could have gotten it, so it was like fifty bucks or whatever. But okay, so a little bit from Wikipedia about both. So first, the Osborne One um, is considered the first commercially successful portable microcomputer. It was released on, so that's commercially successful portable microcomputer. I think there's at least one other that sort of gets some credit, but not as a commercial success. But anyway, it was released on April 3rd, 1981 by Osborne Computer Corporation. It weighed 23 and a half pounds. 
It cost $1,795, and it ran the CPM 2.2 operating system. Uh, powered directly from uh, it was powered directly from a main. This is I need to correct main the, socket. That's yeah, the correct UK the type. verbiage there, so because these early Legables uh, did not have batteries. You know, they were they were lug portable computers. They weren't um, they weren't laptops. They didn't have their own batteries. So though it was still classified as a portable device, as it could be packed away and transported by hand to another location. Um, Another thing to mention that was uh, important about the Osborne One, and I believe it has this distinction as the first, but the other sort of killer thing about it, in the sense of maybe like a killer app, if you will, the other killer selling point about it was, so for that $17.95 uh, price, you also got a whole suite of Office bundled software with it. And that was a use out of the box. So that was a major selling point. So it was an entire com- yeah, computer solution. Uh, other than just being portable. And you could, with the Osborne, you could buy a, another display and actually hook up an external display to it. So you weren't limited to that five-inch display, ultimately. Good thing, too. <laughs> um, one other thing to mention um, is that Osborne Computer announced a successor to the Osborne 1 in 1982, the executive model OCC-2. And then in early 1983, the company announced a more advanced Osborne Vixen. And um, I think... It, there's there's at least one good book about this, and you could probably find some good reading material. I could have done a search, I guess, for this, but um, this goes down in business history as uh, what happened with Osborne. They basically made the mistake of, you know, they they were on fire selling the Osborne one, and then they they sort of uh, announced their this new advanced computer a little too pre- prematurely, and so basically all their sales just just fell off before they could finish the new machine. And then, and then ultimately they went into bankruptcy, I think within like a year and a half. It's like what Commodore did with the 600 and the 1200. Yeah. So, the, yeah. So they, they shot themselves in, in the foot. Is that what you say? Norman, those yeah. situations? Uh, they shot themselves. <laughs> yeah. Because they were a huge success story. And then all of a sudden, like in a year, year and a half, whatever they, they announced the, the Vixen or maybe it was the OCC two And, uh, so, you know, Adam Osborne was a guy. Anyway, more read up on that. So the Atrona was an early Colorado manufacturer of, uh, or Atrona, the company, of business portable CPM and MS-DOS compatible computers. And their first major product was the Atrona Attaché, which came out in April of 1982. And it folded up to the size of a fat briefcase. It was painted off-white and had orange trim. And when set up for use, the carrying handle swung under the chassis to prop it up for easier viewing. So it really was sort of a nice, slightly smaller sort of take on the... And pretty much in, in all ways, it was a better Osborne. Yeah, um, it's almost kind of like... It reminds me of like the Model 4P in the way it's... Yeah. As I say, sort of the way K-Pro was a better Osborne. Oh, and then, yeah. And then ultimately the Tandy 4P. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really nicely designed um, portable machine. Which we won't yeah, be covering. We should cover that one. What do you think? The, the, the size of the computer or the weight of the computer was the big thing back then? Is it, is it easier to carry a heavier one, but it's slim? You don't feel like you're hanging off, you know? Oh, you know what, though? There was a reason, unit. of course, that the Osborne and then the, the Compact Portable and then the IBM Portable were shaped like that. Because I think so that it would fit under a seat on an airplane. Makes sense. I think that was the key, the key design. Or should uh, we say under the seat? There. And an airplane in you know the late seventies, early eighties, because yeah. probably couldn't do that today. Right, right. 
Yeah, I'm pretty certain that's why they're developed that way. So that was that was the key aspect of it also being portable. You certainly don't want it on top of you in the upper luggage compartment or the carry-on compartment. Yeah, and it fall out. Yeah, it might break the case. And you wouldn't want to check it. <laughs> no, I was, no. So, so they could throw it around. That's right. <laughs> I remember those Samsonite commercials where they gave the gorilla. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. The gorilla's down down in the luggage handling department. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so let's move into it. What did you find on eBay this time? Well, I started out with the Atrona, and I go back and forth on the like. I don't know if you're doing this now or you're totally sticking with sold, but I, I kind of go I'm back and forth. I'm doing sold now. right now. Okay. And All right. This, oh, this, this is the one I was talking about. Yeah, it's in Conyers, Georgia. Sold for fifty bucks. Yeah. See, this kind of reminds me of what you know. I'm half wondering if they didn't model the Commodore SX64 off of this style because it kind of has the same form factor. Um, totally. The, the full keyboard. I mean, there's the keyboard's almost always used. The handle comes out to become a stand. Mm-hmm. It has the five-inch monitor on the left and and. Well, two drives on this one. There, there was a two-drive version of the SX64, but they opted not to put it in for the for the normal use. But this is uh, this is pretty interesting. Now, this this one must have run CPM or something. I don't see function keys. Yes, I believe. Um, what I want to say, I'm pretty sure it was CPM, and even the MS DOS, they weren't 100 uh, percent IBM compatible. I don't think. But like it says, item in working condition with minor cosmetic damage. So, yeah, well, fifty bucks, and then, well, sixteen you know, bucks. Fifty bucks. Me. This would have been a cool thing to have. Just you know, even if it ran CPM, it's a nice little machine. But yeah, that's how it is. You always find the good ones after they're sold. Yep. But I'm gonna just have to add it to my watch list. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like it's sort of dirty, but you obviously you can clean it pretty uh, easily. Yeah, these things clean up really good. But it's it's a I'll say it's a, an attractive little machine, but it certainly has those '70s colors. Yeah, I love browns, that actually. Browns, yellows, uh, it, it, you know, it's neat. Yes, uh, actually, aren't those sort of the same color scheme as that PDP eight I? Yeah, yeah, sort of. Color of the era. But yeah, somebody got lucky with this. Fifty bucks. Hmm. Because even we, if it cost them fifty bucks to deliver it, have it shipped, it was probably a good. Well, thing. as we both found out, other ones are you know current. Some current ones are asking a lot more. But it is a it is a nice example of the Atrona, and uh, I don't know why I oh, I think oh there it is. There's the one that has the. I wish you would have got a close up of just the screen, so we could read what's on it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nice little size, and you can store it away easily. Anyway, that's my first one. My second one, I went with Osborne. Oh, no, I went with another Atrona. I was clicking on yours there. Um, yeah, and like this one, you, your other one you found, it didn't even work fully, and it's cost three times as much. But look at its condition. It's in really good shape. You know, somebody wanted to... Uh, I mean, oh, it's I clean. See. It's very clean. Oh, Even yeah. The label on the front looks nice. Or it could be something simple. Sometimes these things, if the person doesn't know what they have, right. it's a bad fuse. Right? Yeah. A Turn it on, fuse. but other than some Although sound. Although there's a cable coming out of the back. What cable is that? Is that... Uh, I think that's something on the wall. Oh, no, oh, is it, it is a cable. No, I think you're right. <laughs> Maybe I, it is... Well, it's hard to say. Well, that's the mystery. Oh, you know why it was so much free shipping? 
Oh. So shipping was rolled up into that. It was probably sold for 400 bucks. Um, and then to ship this thing, yeah, I could see $50. Or the guy just put it, well, was it a bid? It doesn't tell me if it was a bid or if it was a buy it now. I would, I, I think it's a buy it now, or it would say like somebody. Oh, bids yeah, for a price like one forty nine ninety nine, it's very rare that you get a bid in like that. But yeah, it's, it's a really clean one. Um, and that itself on any of these older systems has a certain amount of uh, intrinsic value. Just, and I really just like the clean. handle, the grip handle. Yes. You know, on the handle? I like that. <laughs> and it's got the elbow shape to it. Yeah. Really lifts that thing up. Okay, so, and this, of course, is rare because it says so in front of the eBay, the eBay uh, thing. And I had to get one of the other ones in, so I got an Osborne. And this one, what I tried to do is pick one that was sort of in the middle of the prices I saw. I think that's what I did. Sold and working. 225 winning bid. Um, I guess that's what we can assume... Uh, a, a working one will go for at least a working one with two disk drives. And oh, this is really clean. It is clean. Now, were these able to fit? I thought I saw pictures where they they could fit four floppy drives. No, because they're full height. Okay. So you see that the slots are for putting your discs. Okay. But but it did come with two. What if you could put half heights in and then? More spacers. And also, you can see what was odd about the Osborne one: all the connectors on the front, which I guess. Also sealed the, you know, made it where the, everything was covered and protected or whatever when it was closed up for travel, which is kind of a good thing. Yeah, you don't want the pins or anything to bust on that. Well, this this guy shows a close up of the uh, screen, the tiny little screen that you know you do want to have a uh, external monitor sometimes. That's kind of fun. That thing it looks really clean. It is in good shape. I mean, look at and the plastic just looks like really nice shape. Yeah, the kind of plastic that's on the front of this, it, it's like that thin, almost like it's stamped. Yeah. Uh, it, and uh, Formed. Yeah, just stamped, probably heat-formed or whatever, and there's no cracks in it. Uh, there's no scrapings, you know, because this kind of plastic, you know, you rub something solid against it, it it'll, it'll leave a scrape mark. It's, you know, like some of the cheap plastics in cheap cars. But, you know, actually, every Osborne I think I've ever seen, generally it's held up pretty well over the years. From what I've seen, anyway. Well, the same construction. Oh, I see, like, the top of the keyboard's got some kind of staining or something on it. Keyboard was always weird on these things. You have all that margin space around the keyboard. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, they they, they kind of came out with uh, this design first. Well, mostly so they could design it any way they wanted to. Well, very nice. So I see. I went with oh, okay. So my I got a, a Trona attaché and an Osborne, and then I found one of the later Osbornes, which was kind of interesting. So let's look at the first one. So I found this is a okay. So this is a Trona rare a Trona attaché 1980s portable computer with manual and serial cable. It sold for two hundred bucks. Says one winning bid. It was in Arizona. Um, uh, only 4,000 of them were ever made. Huh, okay. This is number 11447. It's rare to see one in such good working condition. I've searched but could not find a CPM boot disk. Okay. Yeah, so this one's in pretty good shape, all in it's, all. 
it doesn't have a green screen, or is it just washed out from the? Uh, you know, it looks like camera. it looks pretty much like it's white. Yeah, white to me. White phosphors, unless they had certain ones that they put white phosphor tubes in. Yeah, but yeah, it's clean. Even comes with the user's guide, or at least volume two. Where's volume one? Does it show volume one? So, oh, so one thing I thought I, I, we kind of do this, I guess. But I thought I thought we should make it an, an actually a. Uh, Maybe we'll do it at we'll do it at the end of after I read my auctions. Maybe we'll just have a quick discussion about. I, we used to do this too, right? We're, what, what do we think is the established value then? So we'll do that okay. at the yeah. end. So, yes, yeah, so there you go. Nice clean example. And there's at least I think um, if I remember correctly, at least from last night, there's like two other ones for sale right now, and I think they're wanting like two fifty or so, and um, or best offer and. I'm not sure if they worked or not, but uh, anywho, the range really close then on its value. Here is a vintage Osborne OCC one portable computer in great condition, early model. It's coming out of uh, Ohio for one ninety nine ninety nine. No bids yet. Um, Thirty two dollars shipping to me. So, and there you go. It's very clean. It shows that it's working. It's in that that range. I think well, it's we sort of found up to the insert disk and drive A. Very nice, very clean vintage Osborne. Um, everything's been used very little. It says. Oh, see, something different between this and the Osborne that I showed. The, the drives. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. In or. Uh, it looks like this is a slightly later one where the the faceplate was now made to completely cover the drive assemblies. Okay. Where the earlier one. You had the full height, sort of. They slid into the front of the face, what right? Do I see in the, yeah. What do I see in the lower holders? Oh, you're right. This like, is definitely contacts in, in there somewhere, or, or some some connection in the back. Like one of the pictures is a close up of the lower left side, and if you look, you can see what looks like a fuse card, uh. like a card edge uh, socket in the back. I wonder if you could put certain cards in there. Oh yeah. Oh, that's uh, that little, you know. Yeah, Looks because like a slot in there. Oh yeah, this is definitely a later one. Because do you see? Actually, the outer case is different too, where it has the Osborne uh, engraved, for lack of a better, yeah, molded into the case. Yeah. So this is a later. This is a definitely a later model. Plus, if you look at the picture of the power supply area, it has a serial number. So this is one forty two four ninety four serial number. Okay. And so this like got to be a way later one. A compartment you can store the cord in too. Okay, yeah, and I think the upper top little slide thing—that's like a vent, I believe, okay. for you know cooling. But there you go. That's a um, that's a pretty nice one, I think, for the money. Yeah, in a good price range. So lastly, I chose, and let me bring this up a 1984. So this has got to be just before they went bankrupt. Um, Osborne 4 Vixen Z80A processor USA professional computer system and it's being sold for oh it's sold for $689.95 with free shipping out of Ohio and if wow. you look at it you can see that it it actually resembles perhaps the Otrona a little bit more it's a much narrower case a bigger screen a better keyboard that folds down it's kind of a ta- stays attached and it folds down Probably got the idea off the K Pro too. Kind of, kind of mixed between the K Pro and the Otrona. And then it's got vertical drives that are half height, and um, it just you know looks like a more advanced, better design machine. Like the keyboard is permanently attached. You just flip it up, and it yeah. closes. 
there's no cords or anything that you have to yeah. gather together. And I do, I do think that these are much more rare than Osborne ones. Um, but this is the machine, or this is in the machine that sort of killed the company. And then, you know, by the time this is coming out in 84 and stuff, I think, you know, um, being PC, or what do I want to say, being IBM compatible, I think was was just too important for the most part. And yep, then it's getting there. Yeah. And then this you is competing. You can always trust IBM at the time, you know. Well, this was competing with the the uh, compact portable, which was IBM compatible, and even IBM—I think maybe IBM's uh, portable was out by then, or somewhere around the same time. I, I think so. It was out, wasn't it, by 1984? Uh, which one again? The IBM, you know, the IBM's answer to the compact oh, portable. Yeah, the, well, which uh, what was I guess we'll talk about it just a little bit next time. Here, I'm looking it up. 51, I'll look it up. Fifty-one. Fifty. 55. 55. Oh, so it came out in February 84. Yep. So, you know, would you really want that that uh, Osborne or would you want the either compact or the IBM that are true, you know, IBM compatible? Yeah, and especially since uh, mass business software was already coming out uh, for for Intel and, you know, for DOS-based systems. So what do you think? So what is, what is our... What do we think the a? Uh, I think setting the uh, Vixen aside, um, median price for a, a median uh, price for a, an Osborne one probably about two hundred. Yeah, plus or minus shipping if you find a uh, friendly seller. I would agree. One that one. So for two hundred dollars, you should be able to get an Osborne one, not counting shipping. You should be able to get an Osborne one in just good, clean condition. You know, if you try hard, probably with software. You know, possibly not. And then obviously you could you could pay a little bit more and get a nicer one or pay a little less and get lucky. Yeah, your deal may vary, but yeah, expect to spend about that much. And then the Atrona attaches, um, maybe right around the same amount, even though that one person got lucky. Yeah, I think this one person got really lucky. That that they save they saved up enough money to buy Windex and clean this off. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, in most, most cases, cases. Uh, even if some of the keys were yellowing, you know, really fifty bucks. Yeah, so yeah, about two hundred for that too. Yeah, uh, and then and and then two very nice CPM machines. I think I, I'd love to have an Osborne to go along with the K Pro that I have, but I don't know if, if this Atrona runs, uh, you know, CPM rather well. I'd be more apt to get one of those instead, probably because of the, the storage, and I could put this on a shelf. Uh, a lot easier and use it from the shelf a lot easier than I could with the you know with the Osborne. It almost looks like a piece of test equipment that you know, like an oscilloscope that you would close up and hang on you know put on the shelf. And you have a K Pro, right? I mean, yes. Yeah, and well, I think if if you had to choose one of these type of you know luggables, I kind of think you can't go wrong with the K Pro. Now, my, my caper is kind of in a weird state right now, um, and that's one of the reasons why I went for that MFM emulator, MFM drive emulators, mm-hmm. because when I turn on my K-Pro, I have to basically pull a Fonzie move and kind of bang <laughs> the pace to get the drive You mean started. you stand there and you go, hey! I, I do. I, I even put a little bit my hair <laughs> with grease. I imagine most of our listeners know, what, know who Fonzie is. Oh, I would hope so. But hey, it's something else, something new to learn, you know, pop culture uh, from the 70s. 
And Fonzie's yeah. getting really from, old. From from the seven, yeah, because he's selling reverse mortgages. He, he's getting old. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. So he was going to sell my reverse mortgage to me, uh, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about the time. And you get to keep your home too, Jeff. That's true. The kids you don't know? get it. That's the I, best part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you have a you have an extra auction I do too. So what yeah, what did you choose? I picked this one because I thought it was rather funny. Um, it is. It says here. Oops. Huh? That's not coming up for me. That's weird. Click on it. Right click. Did I forget to put the link? Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll just do. A, I'll do a copy and paste or search yeah. and see. Fix it. Fix that. All right. Let's see. eBay. Uh, okay, turbo load program operation manual yep. only. All right, is that it for nine ninety four by now? It's not that that I picked it. I picked it because if you look down in the description, okay, so I'm going says, to it. It says recently tested works perfectly. <laughs> does it really? Yeah, actual item <laughs> pictured from smoke free and pet free home. Yeah, so it does display text to you. That's really important. Operate it. You That's know, the important part. That, yeah, that alone is worth. You know, nine ninety four, and you can flip the pages, you know, properly. You okay, you could possibly this could be good for a graphic artist too, if you can draw pictures, suppose you stamp pictures in the corners, uh-huh. and then flip it. Right, you got a short movie. <laughs> turbo load program operation manual. Uh, you know, there's turbo load, of course. For I have one for my Commodore. Is it? Uh, is it the same company? I don't know. This was for the Clico Adam. I guess. I guess it's for the high speed tapes. Hmm. I don't know. Strategic software. Turbo strategic that doesn't it's the the company sounds familiar or no, I'm thinking strategic simulations. Um SSI that did a lot of games and stuff for um the eight bits. Oh that's the only one I'm finding when I do a search just for turbo load. I guess because you're actually called something slightly different for I forget where I came across that, but it's I just thought that was funny. That it uh, it recently used and it works perfectly. <laughs> Wait, because now I'm really so. Oh, where are my cartridges? All right, I'm jumping away from the microphone real quick. Hold on, hold on, okay. everybody. Here they are. I'm just really. Uh, here's all my um, cartridges for my Commodores because I bought them. In. Let's see. There's. Oh, okay. Better working turbo load and save. Oh, is that the better working? Is that the red one? No, mine's black. So that's the one I have for my. I have that one for my Commodore, and I also have Epic's fast load cartridge for my well, Commodore. Actually, and I have two load. better working turbo loads. Hey, there's so many fast loads out there, you can use them to keep the table steady. Oop. Yeah. Or sell them on eBay. I have to sell my extra one on eBay now. So. I have this one. Is it. Maybe it is better working. Or. It. By Spinnaker software. I have like I have like the uh, final cartridge type thing. Oh yeah, uh, that's a nice one to have. Well, that's actually kind of better. But better working. But these worked. I mean, they really did help. There's another one that I have, and it comes in a red case, and I can't remember. Oh, I know. What you're ta- yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I just, can't think of what it is though. But it's a weird. It's like it's a it's a, a it's like a name you heard of, but you don't know why they're trying to sell Commodore cartridges. It's a name you can trust. Must be. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I've seen the red one. I can't think of what it is. So anybody out there, tell us. Well, for me, I just got to find out where I put it. 
I, I may have put it away in a in a box or something, or it's sitting. Maybe it's sitting on top of uh, my SX sixty four on the shelf here. So report back. I, I I shall. So for my bonus auction, I think I found something pretty good. I don't know if um have we have we featured one of these before? It's an Atari Stacy LST eleven twenty four retro vintage antique portable computer rare Jaguar. It says and. Um, Says unit you know, does does not power on. It is complete talk, with original charger. We talked about it, right? A little yeah. bit. So um, currently, it's bid at two twelve fifty. Reserve is not met. It's got another nine days. Is this it's, the one that has the battery compartment sealed? Oh, you know what? That's right. We did feature one before. That was right, or we just talked about it. I'm, I'm surprised to see that. Yeah, I think we talked about it in the in the uh, uh, the ST episode. Um, but it's still it's still interesting to see that you know they're still being sold huh. on eBay. It wasn't like a one-off type thing. But it doesn't work. So, but somebody knows what they're doing. Currently, it's not power on. You know, if it's a power supply thing, probably someone like yourself, someone knowledgeable, could do it. Could fix it that's, easily. That's the first rule of troubleshooting: always check the power supply. Does not look like a thirty-year-old computer. Museum quality. And easily restorable. <laughs> Reserve minimum must be met. You we will not be pretty. undersold. Huh? You can make it look really pretty. So they're in Bellevue, Florida. They want forty nine ninety nine shipping, which is kind of a lot for a little, what, couldn't weigh more than 10 pounds. And this is to me in the Atlanta area, so they're chumping people out on shipping. <laughs> I get the same thing, forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Well, there you go. It doesn't work. Boy, it would only be bad if the screen was broken on it. Yeah. Hi, this is Adam Rosen from the Vintage Mac Museum, and you're listening to the History of Personal Computing Podcast. Oh, did we get any uh, um, any email or any other we feedback? We did not get email. What? Nobody nope. loves us anymore. Well, the only email we got was when people like our Twitter stuff, and it reports back to the email. So what's in Twitter? Uh. Oh, well, here, I'll take a quick look. Let's see here. Hold on, everybody. This is a live show. We're just doing it all live tonight. So i got to log out of my account. And here we go. Let's go into our account. And... Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, it looks like we got some people liked our tweeting about mixed computers. And uh, retweeted a couple of people there. Blake Patterson said, nice next. But that was really just a uh, generic picture of a <laughs> color turbo next <laughs> that I grabbed off, you know, Google. To it works. Yeah, if I had tw- one, I'd use my tweet own. Tweet for the show. Tweet for the show. And, um, yeah, that's no, nothing really to say. You know, I, we've tweeted out about the VCFSC sort of recently. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of talk about that in the next month or so. Oh, or, or was it? Yeah, so this is last show. So actually, um, Yesterbits on um, Twitter mentioned a few things about last show. Let's see. Here we go. He says, you sort of deduced this, but the next sound box is needed to use ADB if you don't have a next display. Okay, tell me what ADB is. Is that just... Oh, and then Apple Desktop Bus. Okay, so like the mouse and keyboard. Exactly. Stuff. So when, okay. the, when the, the Macs got redesigned after the Mac Plus, you had the SE came out. Um, and then the Mac 2 came out. 
the and so then the the keyboard, the mouse, and the serial ports were all redesigned. Um, but so ADB was keyboard and mouse basically. Um, he also says Apple One repl- replica parts not easy to find. Might have been off the shelf in 1976, but those shelves are long gone. Unicorn Electronics sells A1 parts, no date code guarantee, but hard to beat on one's own. You know, Apple One uh, reproduction, I guess. Have you heard of them? Unicorn Electronics? No, I haven't. Oh, look, there's a link in that uh, tweet that goes right there. Apple One Parts Kit. Yeah, I don't have uh, Twitter up and running. I I don't have the password pre-programmed here. And you don't have to mention it on the air either. (laughs) Now, the Facebook one I can get to. Oh, look. So this company sells... An Apple One Parts Kit for six hundred six sixty six. Apple One Parts Kit. No board or ROMs. Includes all components, transformers, and connectors. Wherever, whenever possible, we use period correct parts. Look at that. MK forty ninety six memory, carbon composition so resistors. They spec'd out parts that were like exactly the same size or of, yeah. Of exact, okay, well that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, it is. So you could buy one of those reproduction boards, and um, and then what and. And you need Apple One ROMs, really? But otherwise, you can get the rest of it. I'm sure. Well, I guess the ROM would have the integer basic in it. Yeah, if you want to. Yes, your bits. Is that right? Cut back on that. I I guess a few of the Apple ROMs got updated to do floating point, or was it not capable of doing that? Uh, I want. I know that the that Wozniak wrote the basic integer basic for um, for the Apple One. I think that's all it ever had. And then they licensed, then they got Microsoft to do the basic for the Apple II. Yeah, well, they definitely needed the. Uh, right, Yesterday Bits? Floating point. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Yesterday Bits was live on the air so we could just ask him. <laughs> anyway, last thing, well, two more things. Anyway, 5,000K probably is a lot for a built Optronics, but surely cost less than 1,000K to assemble with lots of labor. And also, he said. Um, CFFA one is CF for Apple one CFFA three thousand. That's right. Is I was for Apple two. I think I got that mixed up. Um, I just don't have any of those expansion cards for my uh, Apple two. Um, one of these days, I'm going to start getting those SD based cards or compact flash based cards, but I'm still kind of holding off. And one day soon, we're going to do a show just all about those kind of add-ons and upgrades, right? I think we had talked sure, about why that. Not? We're going to do lots of other shows. We <coughs> might even learn a few things ourselves. And actually, real quick before we sign off, I am revisiting your Apple One. So it ended and did not sell. It's been relisted. And I'm going there now. And now it's with a Sanyo VM4209 monitor. And uh, still for $5,000. No bids. Wow. Okay. So um oh, maybe it'll bring it down to forty nine hundred dollars. But you know, adding that sort of period little uh CRT is pretty nice though. Definitely a nice touch. So it really is a nice little package, but you know, yeah, five grand is just kind of pushing it a little bit. Hmm. You know, he'll work his way down. I mean he still has it, obviously. But maybe we'll try to keep following this. It only has two days left, so so uh, so maybe he'll relist it and maybe we'll come down a notch. All right. I have to, might as well just say everything publicly. I have to get up to Lowe's before they close. So we're going to sign off. All right. <laughs> we'll do that. Oh, wait, I do my extra auction. Oh, no, that's from last show. 
<laughs> oh, that did a Stacy. Okay. So basically, uh, eBay show 12. Oh, that's right. I'm not going to read this stuff. We, um, so in two weeks' time, uh, we would be doing our next show April 1st, but because the VCF SE is on April 2nd, April 3rd, we are going to do our next show maybe, hopefully, Sunday, April 3rd, and then get it released maybe that evening or the next day or possibly, you know, bear with us or it yeah, may be the next be day or, well, or two. You'll have some fresh information from VCF uh, Southeast to put into it. But you should be pretty right, it's, since you should be pretty available, no problem, right? Available for that for, for next uh, yeah for Sunday the third to do the, to do his show yeah I should be okay but if not we'll do it Monday night or Tuesday but no Sunday should be fine okay so hopefully we'll um you know we'll do it's we'll, the following uh, yeah right where you'll be a little bit um harder to do so I'll be on the road part of Sunday and then I might still have some schoolwork to do and but. Yeah, I can fit in an hour or two. That shouldn't be a problem. So uh, for our next two shows, then, I guess we're going to um, put off our regular scheduled programming, and we're going to do a VCF SE review show and then a VCF East review show. That sounds good. That works great. Um, and then we'll be Something back. To Go ahead. To. Something to look forward to. And then we'll be back with the eBay show 12 and uh, – after that, and then we'll be continuing our coverage, and we'll be talking about the Compact Portable, the Commodore SX64, and perhaps even another two, one or two miscellaneous legables. And somewhere in there, we'll sneak in Oscar's interview. It'll just jump up on you at the last minute. You won't even expect it. Well, I'll definitely get that edited so it can come out by this weekend. So... Um, yeah, so we both have to do a good job of reporting on our, our shows, you know, who was there, what was going on. And so we can talk to them a little bit better and take lots of good pictures, Jeff. Yes. Oh, I'll, I'll make sure I'll to do the maintaining same. Maintaining a table. I'll only have certain times that I can run around. Yeah. And, uh, unless, unless I have a few helpers there that can just sit in on it. I'm not going to have anything big. I'm just going to have my, um, Panasonic JR200U, um, very unique, 8-bit microcomputer by Panasonic. Um, cool. And I'm just going to display it because not too many people, I guess, have ever seen one. And I'll make sure to take some good pictures and, and be able to give a good review and overview of the show here. And uh, yeah, and then we can publish the pictures on the, our regular site and on Facebook and stuff. So That'll work great. Get pictures of systems that we might talk about in the future so we can put our own pictures in them. So find all the show notes at historypersonalcomputing.com. Make sure to send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so you can certainly email us at feedback at historyofpersonalcomputing.com. Uh, and you can also attach some audio. You can record yourself and make comments and send that to us. That'd be cool. Uh, or go to Facebook and make comments. Or go to our site and make comments. Uh, and tell someone about the show if you would. And that's going to be it for this episode, everyone. Remember, caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. And see you next time. All right, see ya. Bye. I bid on Shatner's old toupee that had it on eBay. I buy your knickknack. Just check my feedback. A plus plus.